Hi y'all, this is Ray, and you are currently accessing episode 6 of Unlocked Unloaded. Episode 6, I can't even believe it. So, I have a special friend recording with me today. Um, his name is Miguel. He is Bearded Legends on Facebook, and I will tag him when I share this episode. We are going to dive into a couple of mini topics that we've selected, and I have picked a topic to discuss, and Miguel has also picked a topic to discuss. So this is going to be a longer episode, and I hope you all enjoy it. So anyway, uh, we are going to touch on too many topics, and the first one is dating on apps. Um, so what do you think the pros and cons are of online dating apps? It's just there's so much, I think, to go based off of being able to like look at a picture, even a small description, because sometimes it can be so generic. And I think it's just really difficult to kind of get a feel of a person based off of their looks and a small description. I think kind of like the only way that I guess online dating could be more effective, I guess, is if there was a video chat involved before a meeting. Like, all right, you guys matched. Uh, here's a video chat you guys can have with each other at the set time. It's like a set date, you know what I mean? And you just discuss like when you guys each have time to have that video chat before moving off to meeting in person. Because a lot of the times all you have to do is have a small conversation with someone before kind of feeling their vibes. Because you don't want to go and meet with somebody somebody who's a creep, you know what I mean? Or somebody who's giving you like kind of like they're going to follow you home vibes, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so what about apps like things like Hinge? Have you ever used Hinge? Probably not. Right. Because it's like a newer one mm-hmm. and you're married as hell. So um, Hinge, when you get on there, it asks you for like prompts and things like that. And so you get to like leave prompts on your photos. You also get to leave like captions for things and stuff and like questions for people to answer and things like that. So it's a little more personalized than just like say Tinder where you're just like recklessly swiping late at night because you're lonely and you're about to go to bed. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Um, At least that's my experience. We don't (laughs) need to get into that. But but um, so what do you think about like like the way that Hinge does that in comparison to like the way that um, like Bumble or Tinder just like use people's photos and you just like left, right, left, right, left, right? I mean, the way I see it, because back in MySpace and Facebook days, that's how far my online dating goes. <laughs> for, for anybody that doesn't know any kind of backstory here, he's married as hell. All right. Ten God. years. Yeah. Almost ten years. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. How long have I known you? About 11. Wow. Okay, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> so, I used to go on uh, people who I so like friends of friends, and just kind of look for, like, cute girls I could talk to, or people who were, like, in the same scene, or just uh, people who were just around me in general friends of friends and such. So I would go 
and I'll be like, wow, these guys seem like they're super friendly. I see them posting these statuses and the description seems nice. Their photos, the stuff they post up, we would definitely vibe. I'd meet them in person and they are literally the shittiest people I have ever met. It's like, I know for me, I know I can be a little goofy. I know I can be a bit shallow sometimes, just a little bit. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to be an asshole to somebody. I'm here for the experience, you know? Right. And they don't even give me the time to talk to them. They're just like, hey, hey, who are you? And I, I don't I don't have that. I don't have that patience in me whatsoever. And I'm real quick to say, toodaloo. So you think so you think that like even with the prompts and stuff there, you still think that it's real easy for a shitbag to just slide through? And then like Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Well, so then what's your take on like the millennial anxiety that comes with like meeting people face to face, especially, especially after a pandemic. Well, I shouldn't say after because it's not over yet, but during a global pandemic, like people don't even know how to communicate with other people anymore. So how would you approach like, say there was a dating app where it was just video chats or something like that, you know, and you were, you were to like get on there and when you match with somebody, it immediately, like, asks you to pick dates and times to video chat or something like that and see if you like each other. Do you think anybody would even use it at this point, like, in our age range, which for reference is 28? What, you're 29? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm pushing the big 3-0 now. Yeah, so, like, so do you think anybody in our age range or even younger at this point would, like, use those apps because of the video and face-to-face contact? I think they would because being so isolated isn't so good for anyone. And I feel like every generation kind of had their own struggle as a generation to kind of get over. Mm -hmm. And once, like for instance, for our generation, it's not helping us that we're isolated, especially at this age. A lot of people who are in our age, the previous generation, I remember my parents, my parents had this huge social group and my social group is like whoever I know, know online and like the two people <laughs> who come to visit me. Yeah. That's my social no, group. No, that's real though. That's real it though. Is. Like I can't, I feel like I can't maintain a fucking friendship if my life depended on it anymore. It's insane. And that's not and even, then, that's not even just the pandemic. That's like, that, that's been my life. Like since college, I feel like I've held on to like a couple of people. But outside of that, there's people just fall off. I'm guilty of it, too. Sometimes I isolate myself and I'm like, why am I so lonely? <laughs> that's, that's the generational like problem mm-hmm. that we have to overcome. We have to be able to overcome these obstacles to better ourselves. This is the problem with our generation. And it is so easy for us to isolate ourselves mm-hmm. and not... We'll, ha- we'll be okay as long as we have the one friend. That's the way we view it. But then later we're like, it is kind of lonely because that one yeah. friend will come by maybe once a month. Oh, and I'm such an weeks. I'm such an ass about it too. Like how many times have I posted something on Facebook where I have almost 5,000 friends and I'm like feeling lonely and then 15 different people hit me up and I don't respond to anybody. <laughs> I hear you. I don't even like to look at my neighbors, uh. you know? They don't even wave at me. They're afraid of me. They think I'm an asshole. I've never done anything wrong to them but wave at them like when I first met them. But because I have this like really like angry, sour face, just naturally. I have natural man bitch face. I was like, going to say RBF. To to <laughs> nobody wants to fucking talk to me because I look mean. And 
context for those who don't know me, I'm uh, about six foot tall and I'm a pretty big fella. And I have this big grizzly like lumberjack beard. I'm bald. <laughs> so I look like I just hate life sometimes. That's just my face. I promise you I'm a very nice person. I'll have to like, I'll just tag you when I post the episode so that everybody can go to your page. You'll end up with oh, like, God. you'll end up with like a thousand friend requests and you'll be like, what the fuck, Ray? <laughs> I'm just going to go incognito. Just gonna, <laughs> nobody can see me but friends. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so so online dating apps, you're not a fan. People are garbage. You've been married since MySpace. And I don't know. I love, I, I love dating apps. I think I just love the attention, honestly, and I get a lot of it being a woman. Like, I feel like if I were a man it would be entirely different. I don't think that I would get nearly as much attention or the kind of attention I wanted anyway as I do as a woman. Now, don't get me wrong, a ton of attention I don't want. There's a ton where I'm just like, can you not put your dick in my inbox, you know? But also, I do like when people are like, oh, you're so pretty and hi, how are you? Not 17 times, guys, to anybody listening to this. Not 17 times. One hello is fine. Um, But it's for me, I guess it's like when I'm feeling lonely, I can recognize that I'm just lonely. I'm not looking for a partner. I'm looking for somebody to like verbally keep me company for the night you know and so it's like I don't want to fucking touch anybody I don't want anybody to touch me I genuinely just want to have a conversation with someone go to sleep and then the next day I probably never talk to them again and if I do talk to you again um I really like you (laughs) you left at least enough of an impact for the for you to reach back out to them yeah and so it's like if I reach back out to you and I and you get that that sweet good morning text with my little sunshine or my little smiley face or the little black heart that I like to use like you're in my man but like don't fuck it up (laughs) you know (laughs) but um but yeah so uh I think that's enough about that right yeah, we could probably. Get a man's perspective of what that's like. I mean, I yeah, you know what? Just throw it out there. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> well, <as a, laughs> looking guy, it's very difficult to get any sort of. I never ever had more than in my entire life two women come out to me and be like, "Hey, you're kind of cute." You know what I mean? Like, really. That, that, you, if you make my two, that's it. I'm going to remember you forever. That's just the way that I think, you know? Like, oh, wow, you actually reached out to me. That's awesome. I don't even get the bad kind of attention. Like, I'm sure if I was, like, a good-looking fella, like, that, that's something that would happen. But what sucks is that you just want to – it's so much pressure to leave an impression on someone so that they might talk to you again. And – a lot of these guys have so many insecurities that they take it as a personal attack. And it is the most childish and immature thing I have ever seen and heard. When my friends get on that bullshit, I'll correct them. I'll be the friend who wants them to move forward with their fucking life. Oh, my goodness. It is so irritating because it is childish. Why are you going to get offended? Nobody is required to talk to you. Yes, it's upsetting. Move on, dude. You don't know this person chill the fuck out yo like it has to be that understanding and on the flip side of that on the flip side of that from from a woman's perspective and of of course mine specifically because you know personally because we're friends that like i deal with this shit all the fucking time where (laughs) 
I don't respond. And sometimes it's like within minutes, like I'll read the message and then I just won't respond right away. And somebody will be like, oh, well, it would have been nice to get to know you, but I guess like fucking forget it then. And I'm like, bro, you gave me point three seconds to respond to you. Can you sit the fuck down? Like set, settle yourself. There's no reason for a grown ass person to be this hype about messaging somebody. Like chill out, chill out. It's like, and also if I never respond to you, that doesn't mean to spam me with hellos and wave emojis and fucking hi, 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 hi. You're pretty, you're pretty dick pic. You're pretty, you're pretty removes dick pic. Like, dude, just don't. That's irritating. Just fucking don't. And then people are like, why don't you just block them? And I'm like, I do block them. And then the next one pops up. You know, and it's like I wake up to a dick pic and a fucking text thread that has like 15 hellos and then one why aren't you responding to me in it? And I'm like, I didn't even open your message. I was asleep all night. Like, what do you it's like, what do you want from me, man? Like, (laughs) settle down. Maybe this is something that needs to be like openly said from a guy's perspective. Dick pics don't sell. No. They really don't. Never. Nine times out of ten, it's it's not all right. You will not have a woman talk to you. She'll see what your penis looks like, and she'll ask you to put away the little slimy worm because it is disgusting <laughs> to most women, you know. And don't get me wrong, I sent my fair share of dick pics, and I mean there were a lot, but they happened. But guess what? I was in high school. Yeah. I'm an adult now. I don't send my wife dick pics. That's oh not what God. I do. Just put that shit on the table. Bam! No. But, like, when you're dating, it's, like, so inappropriate. Like, come on, man. Now she knows you're, like, what, 12? You have the maturity of, like, a 12-year-old? Come on. Oh, my God. And also, like, I don't look at your dick on purpose. Like, I only touch it because I like you. If I don't like you yet, don't bring it anywhere near me. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's not cute. It's not cute. Like, (laughs) oh, my God. So, so... All of that being said, on that note, um, key qualities that make up a desirable partner. (laughs) Don't show your dick on the first date. Yeah, no dicks on the first date. (laughs) There there is a way to, like, talk, like, kind of lean, like, hey, there's something going on. But don't just be like, hey, there it is. Oh, my God. It's just, like, some people don't even say hello first. I'm like, you didn't even, you didn't even, like buy me food like you just threw your dick into my inbox i don't get it but these are these are all people that won't even fucking approach me in person like we were talking about this before we started recording like oh excuse me we like if i were in a food court in a mall like these people sending me their fucking genitals in my mailbox i don't know why i said it like that it's also not a mailbox what am i doing okay so um, for anybody that has no idea what's happening right now, it is almost midnight for me, and he is two hours behind? Behind. Behind. Yeah. Two hours behind. So it is not midnight for him, but I am up this late because he has a life outside of this podcast, and his timing is different. So I'm tired, and I don't make any sense. Anyway, um, so I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> Because we're talking about, like, first impressions on, on going on a date and, like, how these guys won't even approach you in public. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. In the inbox. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I got it. So, 
So um, if I were sitting like in the middle of a food court or something, these people are dropping dick pics into my messenger inbox, not my mailbox, my messenger inbox. Um, and they would probably not even be able to like form a full sentence talking to me face to face. Like if you have the nerve to send your dick. Don't be a fucking coward. Like fucking sack up. And say hello. Like, I don't, like, or say hi before you send me your dick or something. And don't send me your dick in general. Just don't do it. Don't do that. But, okay, I need to stop because I'm just rambling about dick pics. Um, so, I'm going to start with, with my, my key qualities. Um, I did not make a list like I normally do. So, this is not going to be nearly as organized as I'd like it to be. Um, Those but, are the ones most important, then. Yeah, right? I'm just, I'm just going to fly with it now. Um, I don't know what that even means. So, I would say... Huh, key qualities. I would have to go with honesty for sure. So honesty, transparency, they go together for me. It's like if you feel like you cannot tell me everything, and I'm not saying I demand that you tell me everything. I'm just saying that if you feel you can't be open in that way, I don't want it. You know, like you are allowed to have a private life, especially in the beginning, and you are allowed to keep things to yourself. You don't owe me anything. But if you feel like you have to hide things and that's just who you are, it's not okay for me. Um, Also, accountability. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Accountability. Fucking huge. You have to be able to hold yourself accountable. And to go with that, it comes with self-awareness. Because if you're not self-aware enough to figure out that you're fucking wrong, you're not gonna, and we're, we're gonna touch on that later too, um, you know, you're never gonna be able to hold yourself accountable because you're not gonna think you did anything. That's like my fucking narcissist mom. Yeah, yeah. it's a bad habit. Yeah, and, it, and it's toxic and it's not okay for anybody. So, um, so yeah, I would definitely say like accountability and self-awareness, also huge. Um, and then like, I guess it's a tie between like respect and patience. So like, I would say respect as far as like my personal feelings, wants, needs, and growth. So like you have to be able to grow with your partner. Like I don't, I'm at the point in my life where like if I can't grow with you, again, I don't fucking want it. So like if somebody doesn't respect the fact that like I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm changing the same way that they're growing and learning and changing and we can't do that together, that's a problem for me. Um, And also with the patience thing, I deal with a lot of like mental health stuff and um, like the ADHD um, that I briefly touched on in my last episode and things like that. And I understand that I'm not a fucking peach 24 seven. So like I, and that's not because I try to be a pain in the ass. Um, it's just because I have a lot of things going on that I try to process on my own that sometimes I just can't process on my own. And every once in a while, like all humans do, I fall apart. And so if somebody does not have the patience to be able to let me work through that and grow the way that I need to as a person, rather than like being a crutch and trying to like fix me, which isn't going to happen, then like, again, I can't do it. Yeah, I totally, I totally get with that. Cause, um, for me, 
it would be because growth has has to uh, do a big part with any relationship because if you're not willing to grow and accept that the other has you know their own traumas that came into the relationship because mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's not like we walk up and say hey how are you doing these are my traumas yeah <laughs> i mean unless you're me in which case i just like word vomit all of my like past bullshit so that there's no secrets <laughs> still takes time to do it though uh, at the end of the day. yeah i mean it certainly takes time to work through it that's for fucking sure absolutely yeah so but the sooner that you get it out there especially in a relationship that you have the intention of being something more with time Mm -hmm. instead of just a passing by relationship is you have to be upfront with your trauma so people know where you're coming from be like oh i understand that this is hard for you so when it comes to the topic we can kind of i can be a little more patient in that regard because i understand Mm -hmm. where you're coming from and it's really hard to even bring up traumas like that you know a lot of people it really takes time but if you want to go somewhere with somebody it is super important for you to be open because holding it in isn't isn't healthy to begin with. Yeah, and, like, I feel like that's where the transparency comes in, too, is, like, you have to be able to, like, communicate the fact that, like, here's these things I'm dealing with right now. I'm so sorry that I seem off or that I seem distant or whatever. Like, I'm just working through this thing, and I know that it's, like, an internal thing, and I need to work through it on my own, so I would just really appreciate it if you would support me in this way, in this way, or in this way, if you're able to do so. I noticed another thing that I have started to do Um, is I've started to ask people if they have, like, the mental space to listen to me because, like, I know, like, for the the longest time, I felt bad. And this is, like, significant others, family, friends, whatever. I felt bad because, like, somebody would come to me and they would dump all their feelings on me. And, like, don't get me wrong, I don't mind being an emotional dumping ground. I just, there's some days where I'm just, like, somebody messages me and I'm like, oh, my God, again, you know? And it's, like, and then I feel bad because I'm, like, wow, this person's like genuinely dealing with like something that feels like a crisis to them. And I love them and I want to be there for them. But also I don't have, like, I, I am so irritated. I don't feel like I can actually help them. And so I did like some, I like internalized that a little bit and I tried to like really think it through and figure out what the fuck was going on because I, I was like, I know I care about them. So why, why do I feel that way? Because I like to help, you know, I'm, I like to listen. I like to help. I like to be supportive. So to feel that way just like wasn't me, you know, it didn't feel like me. And then I realized I was like, it's not that I don't care about them or what they're going through. I just genuinely don't have the mental capacity right now with everything that's stressing me out to be able to take this stuff on. And I think part of being an adult and like being self-aware and understanding that about yourself is to be transparent and just say, hey, I don't have the mental space for this now. But then I figured if I could feel that way, I wonder how many people I've dumped my emotions on that also felt that way. And so they might not they might not feel like they could say it to me because they didn't want to make me sad or leave me alone but i feel like asking like being aware enough of like the other person to be like hey do you have the mental space right now to handle some heavy shit and if they're like yeah of course then it's like okay and then it's on them if they really couldn't you know what i mean because then it's like yeah. well i gave you the out like i wasn't asking like for no reason, you know, like I gave you the out and you didn't take it. You can't be upset with me for that. That's on you. 
And, like, then I don't feel bad. But if you don't ask and you just dump it on them, you don't know if, like, they were dealing with their own shit. They just never brought up. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of the times there's so much hostility if you don't respond to somebody's feeling stuff. Like, me, I'm not really one to check my phone all the time, especially, like, when I'm in the work week and I'm helping either my parents or someone with it. It becomes very complicated for me to respond right away. Right. And a lot of the times it takes a lot of, like, composure to like because i i listen to everybody you know if i don't have the mental space for it all i'll do is listen and comment when i'm ready you know what i mean right and i and I always say i'm busy i'm doing something because typically i'm busy and that's why i'm not in the right headspace for it you know and i i cannot i'm not I, I don't come off as empathetic if i don't have the space to really sit down and read it right so i just straight up will not talk about it until i'm ready to and i think you're i'm an adult everybody else is an adult maybe they'll think like an adult and say he's probably busy that's why he didn't respond right away you know yeah and you know i can't i can't help how people feel i really can't i can do my best and i do come through for people when they desperately need me like if it's like a, a life or death crisis i'm there you need me to drive three hours to pick you up somewhere let me take you you know what i mean right. oh you don't have a place to stay you know i have a a couch bed you know what i mean that's yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. You know, if it's like life or death, I'm in an instant. If it's something that's hurting your heart, I will be there as soon as possible. But first, I'm a father, I'm a son, mm-hmm. and I have to take care of the people around me. I'll Absolutely. get to you when I can, you know. But I do love you, and you hold my priority as soon as my other priorities are taken care of. Right. It's not that you're not important to me. It's just my home life is the most important to me. You know what I mean? So I take care of these things first. So yeah. it's just, I know a lot of people get really upset and butthurt and then I've lost friends over it. You know what I mean? It, it's a silly thing to lose friends over because all you have to do is be patient. Well, and you're I think feeling, like, sorry, go ahead. It's just your feeling and you want to get it out. Even if you have it typed out, at least you got it out there and I will respond. I'm not one to really ignore, you know, and sometimes because I'm in such a bad headspace, I'll start like, I'll look at TikTok or something. And I won't respond for that reason because I'm just trying to get myself in the right headspace to be there emotionally for whoever needs to be there. You know what I mean? Right. Well, so I think I think that like we, especially like the millennial generation, like the younger millennials, and then like like the generation just below us, yeah. age wise. I feel like we are very used to like that that instant gratification of like, okay, I'm gonna reach out to this person and I can see that they read my message. Read red receipts are like my my downfall because like we were talking about earlier before we started recording with my facebook messages i there's times where i have like 37 facebook notifications for my messages and i'm just like no and like i just i don't want to read them but i don't want to look at the fucking badge for it either so i'm just like dear lord and i just go through and i click on all of them and then i exit it and then and then i forget about them for days and so like i have people that are so fucking like irritated with me because they're like yo you read my message three days ago why the fuck didn't you respond to me and i'm like first of all i don't fucking know you so get rid of the attitude and second of all like i i i don't know like i have a life here like like you said I'm a mom of three kids on three different schedules. I'm doing it all by my fucking self. I just got a new job, so I'm not even working at home anymore. Like, I'm trying to figure my own shit out. So why don't you, like, ask me if I'm okay before you just assume that I'm being an asshole? 
Like, everybody just assumes the worst, and we expect people to just, like, give their undivided attention all the fucking time. And it's just not, it's not realistic to expect one human being to be able to take everything on all the time. It's just not. You can't. But anyway, so what are, (laughs) I think I cut you off and we got onto that long tangent. The key qualities (laughs) for you. It it does, like, a lot of mine are going to relate to yours because um, you've known me for a long time, so you you saw how ugly my previous relationship was. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was ugly. And I picked up a lot of my unhealthy habits on, on that relationship. And I I brought it into my current relationship. Didn't I almost get into a fucking fight because of that shit? Wait, what happened? Didn't I, didn't I almost get into a, like a whole ass fight because of that? I mean, she made it seem like she was going to start a fight. But, I mean, I think that's just because she thought you were small. And then I straight up was just like, I can't take a hit, but, like, I don't think she'll actually hit me. Like- <laughs> no, no, she, she was all talk. She had a, she had a bulldog uh, bodyguard for that. Yeah. Her, that was her best friend. I remember that. Yeah, no, she was fucking ridiculous. Because <laughs> what she would do is, she did it with, when, I, when I met my wife. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly what she did. I remember that. Well, she I was around for that. Girl. Yeah, you sure. Yeah. See? And I was like, yo, this girl needs to get fucked. Like, <laughs> go somewhere. <laughs> she pulled some crazy shit on I know, me. I know. Like, All right. really? We're not, let's, we'll just. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, we can, we can devote an entire episode to that. But we, we will hard pass yeah. on that for now. So, uh. Key qualities. Key qualities. <laughs> I suppose it's making yourself available for each other i think it's super important quality because, time mm, quality time because just being you know in the same room is not quality time like really connecting yeah you know because if you're just gonna come over and say hey we're gonna just uh do this like let's watch a movie like that was the big thing when you know i was when i was dating was all this go watch a movie well that's because we were like 12 when you were dating <laughs> Is it just go watch a movie? It's like, all right, cool. And then you're just on your fucking phone? Excuse me? Yeah. I was here to talk to you. Like, the movie's not important. And then it's clearly not important to you because you're on your phone. It's like, I don't care who you're talking to. We came to hang out so we could talk. So being able to communicate and, like, really interact with each other is super important, especially when you're, you know, looking at the dating field. And for me, it was difficulty i was really awkward i was really awkward at first not like, you first couple dates no <laughs> i became Sorry. very outgoing after my my junior year that's where i kind of started to come into my own and you know show my personality more which turned out that's where when we started to start you know get attracted or at least attracted enough to say i was cute you know yeah but don't get me wrong. I did have my fair share of girlfriends before I met my wife. That that, that was a thing. It's just you're like no no no. I, I got it. I date like, <laughs> come on or dated. Yeah. So, yeah. It's late. It's just, I didn't have the confidence at the time. I was a chubby little kid. I hate my junior year, and I just wanted to be able to interact with somebody. Yeah. Hang out. Go out. Do things. You know. I that's one of my key, the key qualities I like. 
why I'm married. It's going on <laughs> on random trips, you know? Yeah. How impulsive my wife is. I love that shit. Because for those who don't know, I'm also a Gemini. So I like impulse. <laughs> I, I, I swip swap all the time. You know, sometimes I want to be a shut-in and I'll bring myself. And she's just like, let's go out every single day. Like, she's so ready to go outside and do stuff. And I'm just not with it half the time. But she helped me kind of come out of my shell even further. So the fact that she cared enough to, like, really work on, on this, you know, the effort. Because effort is an important key quality, I believe. Mm-hmm. Because you need to have effort if you want to put, and you have to put effort in order to get get positive positivity out of it. Because if you're both working on it, you're like, wow, this person really cares about me. We're 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 all working at we're both working at this together. Yeah, you know, for it sure. makes you not feel lonely. It makes you feel like you're actually with somebody. Well, you're a they team. Care enough to work with you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who the fuck wants to like be in a relationship and then still feel lonely as fuck? Like, been there, done that. That's like. It's like I am much less stressed being like actually being alone and only having to worry about myself and my children and not some like other human being that like doesn't give a shit enough about me to actually like put the time or the effort into being with me. So, yeah, and that's honestly one of the the latest, I guess, qualities that I find incredibly attractive is intelligence. I'm sorry. I, I'm not the type of person to like be around people who are going to be completely stupid and ignore the things going around, yeah. go, ignoring going on around them. You know, it's just you, you're choosing to be ignorant at that uh-huh. point because you are old enough. You are old enough. You're not a little kid being shielded by everybody. And if you are, I definitely don't want you know anything yeah, there for sure. You and know, I'm and I'm not maturity gonna maturity and intelligence. I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it fucking political. I mean, for more than, like, five seconds, but that really, people have been really showing their fucking asses lately, too. <laughs> because, Especially now. Yeah, it's like, it's like wow, all of the uh, idiots I probably would have dated um, prior to, like, 2019, 2020, like, I sure as fuck would not date them now. They all came out of the woodwork, and I was like, yo! <laughs> it's like, it's like three quarters of Pennsylvania. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was surprised to how many people have that like mentality yeah it's like i thought here where i live i'd have more but it's actually pretty 50 50 some places yeah but in pa and i see some of my old friends from high school i'm blocked by the way um who started to get really political in all the wrong ways and it's like all right that's that's where we cut it you know that's where i stop because Again, we're not getting into politics. Right yeah, now, but... we won't go there. Uh, again, we could devote a totally different series to that. <laughs> um, but we will pass on that for now. I think what we'll do is um, we will. Yeah, I think we're gonna take a break real quick, and then we will get into a different topic. All right. <laughs> And we are back. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I am going to slide into uh, my topic. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go over two different topics. One is some bullshit that I'm dealing with. 
and then the other is some bullshit that Miguel is dealing with. Um, so he told me to go first because it's fresh and I was dealing with it tonight. Um, and I think he also just wants to hear me pop off about it, um, which he admitted to. So here we are. Um, and so my thing is when you have feelings for somebody that refuses to commit but won't let you go. Um, <laughs> opinions before I dive into the situation? Um, well, let's just start off with that's 100% selfish. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I don't even think that's opinion. I think that's just what that is. That's, that's selfish because then you want them to remain exclusive to you. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to commit because you like having your options open. Even if that's not how you're trying to show it off, at the end of the day, that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. If you're not really going to commit to somebody, it's because your options are open elsewhere. Yeah, or like, or like you are so into yourself that like you don't give a shit about like what's going on around you as long as you can do like what you want, when you want, how you want with a whoever you want, um, which is what I was experiencing. Uh, and I say was because I fucking snipped the shit out of that cord tonight. Um, and I'm not going to try and reattach it the way I did the last time I snipped the fucking cord. Um, and Hashtag now... <laughs> That's going to be the name of the episode now. <laughs> Hashtag, <laughs> Hashtag dealt with it. I'm writing that down so I don't forget it. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so I, I have... Whew. Okay, so I was talking to somebody for quite some time. I'm sure he's going to listen to this episode, and honestly, I don't give a fuck. Um, so this dude, this boy, whatever the fuck you want to call him at this point, um, decided after I got out of my most recent relationship that he wanted to tell me that he had genuine feelings for me. So we had had this discussion before, right? Where it was like, okay, so I have feelings for you, but I'm looking for commitment. And he was like, okay, well, I like you and I kind of want to touch your butt, but like also I don't want to commit to anything and I don't want to be in a relationship. And now I've learned, I have learned from other podcasts that I listen to that you cannot change a person's goals. So like if somebody says, I do not want commitment, you cannot change that. They, they have to be the ones that turn around and change their minds. You cannot sit there and push for commitment. Even if they do commit to you, they're not going to want to be with you. So I said, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to keep my options open. And it is what it is. So we agreed that what we had was a thing, but we didn't know what that thing was. And we were trying to work out boundaries, but we weren't really sure how to do that because it was a weird situation. And also he was telling me that he didn't want me to date anybody else. So, but he said that he understands that I'm probably going to. So it was like, I don't want you to see anybody, but I totally get that you're still gonna talk to people. And so I was like, well, yeah because like, I'm not just gonna shut myself down, but also I do have feelings for you. And so like, if this goes somewhere, that's great, but if it doesn't, that's okay too. Because I realized that pushing for commitment was only gonna push him away and I didn't wanna do that. So I was like, all right, well maybe I just, if we're gonna be involved with each other, I just need to kind of adjust my expectations because it's not gonna change for him if he doesn't want it to change and that's okay. So I had told him 
he started working with somebody new and he uh they got real cozy real fast and i'm gonna make that explanation brief because i honestly don't want to fucking deal with it um but they got real cozy real fast turned into overnights and all that shit apparently she slept in a different room and nothing ever happened and he's not romantically interested but but and i'm sure any women out there listening are like what the fuck and probably some men are like what the fuck but i had told him that I was jealous and I also recognized that jealousy is a feeling not a personality trait so just because I felt jealous doesn't mean that I had to be jealous so I brought it up to him like a fucking grown-up and I said hey I'm feeling a little threatened here it's making me jealous like and he was like oh you're actually jealous I said yeah I am you know you're spending all this time with this person you told me she cleans up well you told me that like she's actually attractive and that she's really fun to be around and you like her company and all that stuff like why wouldn't I be jealous of that you know like I like you I have feelings for you I want to be around you and I'm not and because I'm not you're focused on her and that sucks and so you tell me there's no romantic feelings there and that you're only his story to me was that he was only hanging out with her because she was giving him rides home and it saved him money on finding like transportation because he doesn't have his license so I was like, okay, whatever, I get it. I would feel like an asshole too if somebody drove me home and didn't charge me anything and then I was just like, okay, bye, and kicked them out. But then he's telling me about how she's sleeping over and I said, well, why did she sleep over? And he said, well, because she got drunk. Okay. That's a lie. That's a straight-up line right there. It, yeah, and you it's know, like... If you want somebody else to be exclusive with you... How can you go and do something like that and still expect that? It's rude and selfish. You know, yeah, he's saying, yeah, she did stay over the night. At least he was that honest. But at the end of the day, that should have never happened. That should have ne never is it okay to be with the opposite sex when you want to be exclusive with someone else. Sleeping over? Mm -hmm. Drinking? Though, though it's just a tornado of bad decisions at once that ruin relationships. Well, and it's like, it's like, so we were not in a relationship technically, you know? <laughs> and so like, I, that part was like, I had to talk myself off a ledge a little. Cause I was like, okay, like I'm jealous over this thing, but like realistically I can't do anything about it because it's, I'm not in a relationship with him. You know what I mean? Like we are not monogamous with each other. We are not boyfriend, girlfriend, like, fine. You know, I, I can, I just have to kind of check myself and be like, okay, take a breath. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, you can't do anything. You may as well just settle the fuck down. So that was fine. What bothered me is that there's a massive difference between, oh, she gave me a ride home. So I ordered pizza and we had dinner and then she went home and oh, she gave me a ride home. So then we went out to a bar and then we spent all night drinking. And then I brought her back home because she was trashed and then she slept at my house. There's a big difference there. And so I, I almost felt like I was like lied to because I was like, how, like, yes, you told me that she stayed over. He never hid anything from me, which is fine. But like, like, yes, you told me she stayed over, but then, then like you, went and did something that, like, I would only do if I was interested in somebody.
All right, and we are back. I was interrupted by a very nice phone call that I am happy I had, but also it cut the recording a little short. So um, I believe the last I had mentioned was this dude and the the girl staying over um, after what? After being drunk? Yeah, after a night of drinking. Yeah, so, so for me, that crosses a couple of lines only only because we had just talked about feelings so like and i had just told him like hey i'm not really feeling great about this i'm trying to like kind of make peace with it but also i like don't feel great about myself and i recognize that that's a me problem but i just want you to know that this is what's going on internally for me and i thought that was big in general for me to say because a lot of people don't even communicate that way I didn't want to, I wanted to make sure I didn't take it out on him. You know, I wanted to make sure that he understood that, like, I'm not angry with you. Like, I'm just, I'm just insecure and I'm having issues with jealousy right now because I care about you. Like, that kind of thing. Um, So for him to turn around, like, literally the next night or whatever, or I think it was, like, two nights later, and have her fucking drunk ass passed out of this house, like that felt like a punch in the fucking throat to me. Like, I was just like, I don't under, like, I just told you that I was feeling jealous. And like, you were telling me that you had these feelings for me. I, I guess because I personally wouldn't ever, like, I wouldn't ever have somebody sleep over my house that A, made the person that I was feeling strongly for uncomfortable. And B, you know, that's a weird situation to be in when I have feelings for somebody to begin with. Like, I don't know. I, I get that, like, not being in a, in a monogamous committed relationship is, like, well, what did you expect? But also, I do expect people to care about other people's feelings. Because, like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, I really like you or I love you and I care about you. But also, your feelings are irrelevant and I'm going to do what I want when I want, how I want with whoever I want, and I'm not going to give a fuck. Like, I can't yeah, do that. Absolutely, because it hurts when you put yourself out there and people completely disregard your feelings. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's a complete disregard of your, your feelings, especially after putting yourself out there and being transparent of what you were feeling. It's like, oh, so you don't care. Yeah, and it was like a whole-ass conversation. Like, I didn't have an issue with the fact that they were hanging out. And, like, yeah, if somebody's drunk, like, you don't want them driving home. I totally get that. And he doesn't have a license, so it's not like he could have driven her home. But think ahead. But, yeah, but what the fuck were you guys doing getting drunk anyway? That, to me, shouldn't have even happened. But, again, I know some people will probably listen to this and be like, girl, you weren't even in a relationship with him. Like, what's your what's your deal? And it's like anybody listening that's, like, rolling their eyes into the back of their heads being like, oh, this is so dramatic for no reason. Like, trust me when I tell you that I am not angry over the fact that he was hanging out with a different girl. What I'm angry about and upset about is the fact that time and time and time again – I was essentially replaced and she was like this new shiny object that like he could have easier access to and was also convenient for him. And so like because I couldn't be in front of his face and I wasn't as convenient for him, his eyes were on her until I could be around. And that was fucking aggravating. That's fucking aggravating to me. I don't feel like that's fair. And then I recognized, huh, I'm only hurt by this because I'm allowing myself to be hurt by the things that he does. Yeah. He's not 
He's hurting me, yes, with the things that he's doing and saying, yes, it's hurting my feelings, but I'm allowing him to hurt me. And, like, I don't have to allow him to hurt me. And I know from the jump, like, from the jump I said, I want to meet somebody and be in a kind and forgiving and loving and passionate and caring and empathetic relationship. And I was the idiot because I thought that I would be okay with just being open and talking to people and doing whatever, whenever, and letting him do the same because I knew that I wasn't going to force him into a relationship. But I guess I'm just not because, like, I'm not cool with, like, feeling like I'm being replaced 24-7. And so – and then also let's, like, let's just quick dive into the fact that he, like, I don't know, somewhat gaslit me and then also fucking, like, told me to stop feeling what I was feeling, which is also garbage. <laughs> And it's interesting because he's the one who wanted the monogamous monogamous relationship to begin with, right? Well, so he didn't want a relationship at all. He, he okay. yeah, he straight up, like, he was like, I don't want, and I give him credit because, like, a lot of guys I feel like just pull girls along and, like, aren't honest at all. So, like, I give mm-hmm. him credit for being like, listen, I have feelings for you, but, like, I don't want to be in a committed relationship because he's afraid that his life's going to, he doesn't want his life to change with the way it is with his daughter and all that stuff. So, like, that is totally respectable. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that with being transparent and just being like listen i don't want to be in a relationship however then he turned around and was like i really don't want you to be with anybody else but i know that like it's not really up to me and like so he left me in this like really fucked up like emotional place where it was like okay you know i have strong feelings for you and i have since fucking january when we met you know and like i have been open to other people because you told me to stay open to other people and now you're going to tell me that you don't want me to be open to other people but also you don't want to commit to me yeah because in that previous statement he could he did kind of say hey i I want to be monogamous you know what i mean like he's saying it now maybe he didn't say it initially but based off that previous statement that's what it sounds like like he now he wanted to be monogamous but if you want to be monogamous prove it Prove it on your side, too. Prove it to yourself. It's like... It doesn't make sense. I feel like it it was like... I feel like it was like slightly... Like, so I understand that like when you have conversations with people, like when you have a one-on-one conversation with somebody, especially in regards to relationships, there's always like a different narrative happening. So like you have what the person's saying and then you have the way that the other person is perceiving it. And so like (laughs) I am totally aware of the fact that like that's a very real thing. And I try my best to like not um what's the word i try my best to like not just like imagine full conversations in my head like i try not to twist that that's what it is. i try not to like twist and manipulate the words that come out of people's mouths because i understand that like just because somebody like somebody says something that triggers like me to feel like oh they don't like me anymore or oh they love me or whatever if they didn't directly say it it doesn't exist and so like i have to remind myself like hey this may be the thing that's implied here but that doesn't necessarily mean that this is what's real right now and you can't speak for that person and you can't feel for that person so that person unless they tell you that thing straight up it's not real. It's just yeah. in your head. It's just the way you're perceiving what they're saying. And That's so, a good like, way to think about it because honestly, you know, text messaging is really, you know, 
yeah. kind of rough like, to express, fully express yourself. Well, and conver- I mean, communication in general, like it's so easy to miscommunicate things, especially like the fact that we all have different, uh, different tones and like, I'm, I'm somebody that's very sensitive to tone, but if you're somebody that's not very sensitive to tone and you're speaking to me, you may offend the fuck out of me and you don't even know what you did. And like, thankfully for that person, I'm somebody that communicates myself to death. So like, I will straight up just be like, listen, the tone of your voice changed and your body language was standoffish and you gave me severe anxiety over it. And now I feel like you hate me and now we need to fix this or I'm going to go cry. Like, (laughs) and it's like, it's one of those things, but like a lot of people don't know how to communicate that. So yeah, every, I mean, it's so easy for things to get like lost in translation and, and shit like that. But so my thing with this is like, when he was telling me that he really didn't want me to talk to anybody else, and he's told me on multiple occasions that, like, he wanted me to wait for him, or he didn't want me to talk to anybody else, or he, you know, didn't want to hear about anybody else that I was involved with, or anything like that, you know, because he has feelings for me, and at one point he even mentioned love. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't tell you that part, did I? No. I did not. I didn't catch you up on that before we started recording. <laughs> you saved that for right now. That's what you did. I sure did, and I wish I would have recorded your expression because that was beautiful. Um, surprise, yes. Um, <laughs> the L word was mentioned, um, not in any like super super serious way, but it did slip out, and it was it's you know it was said, um, and he confirmed it. I was like, oh, what? And he was like, well, yeah, I love you a little, and I was like, okay. Um, And that is my low battery warning. So we are going to take a quick break and then I will be right back with Miguel. And we are back. Okay. So now that the battery crisis is over, I have my phone plugged in. I have my computer plugged in. Miguel is alive and well. We are going to keep going before we hear all night. So, <laughs> so uh, last thing left off on the L word, and we shocked the shit out of Miguel with that. Um, so, yeah, I don't exactly remember where I was going with any of that, but um, I do have a few notes, and this is why. So, uh, a lot of my issue with the situation, why I finally decided, like, okay, I'm not fucking doing this anymore because this this happened night after night after night for like the last week and then the weekend hit and I did catch you up on this before we started recording. So today um, this boy hit me up and he was like, hey, what are your plans for today? I want to chill. And so I have my one and a half year old. So I was like, mm, you know, maybe. Um... And I told him that, like, it's just Theo and I, and we don't have any plans. Um, So then he has the audacity, after knowing how I feel about everything, to ask me to come out and third wheel it with him and this girl, the same girl that was drunk at his house. So I was like, (laughs) no. Like, I'm not are you fucking crazy? Like, no, no. So I just simply responded and I was like, nah, I'm good. Because like, I don't want to fucking do that. So then he like, he was like, okay. And sent me a sad face or whatever. And I was like, I was just like taken aback by, like, I was like, I don't understand why you would think. And then he asked me if I wanted to hang out next weekend. 
And I said, and, I don't know. And, and that's insanity. It's like, read the room, boy. Yeah, like, bro. Check the previous messages. Is that a good idea? If your brain tells you yes, reevaluate yourself. But it's like fucking clueless, like entirely clueless. And it's like, I don't understand how, like you, you know me, you know me, you know that I communicate everything to death. And I say to death because like, it's excessive. Like it's like, people are like, I get it because I just talk so much that they're like, for fuck's sake, like I'm about to get up and just walk out of the room because I already got your point 15 times over 30 minutes ago. Like, what are you still talking about? And I'm sure everybody that listens to my podcast also knows that because I fucking have full conversations with myself for a half hour at a time. So it's like, I don't understand how I can, it's like, it's like what you said, like read the fucking room, bro. Like what, are you serious right now? Like, do you, did you really, yeah, boy, did you, (laughs) do I, do I fit in with the fraternity? Did that work? Um, Um, but anyway, yeah, so, like, um, in my head, I was just, like, in what, like, on what planet, like, would that have been and accepted? Like, I would never, I would never have the fucking nerve. I wouldn't even want to admit to the person that I liked that I was hanging out with that person again. I wouldn't even want to do it. Because, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, so, and so I was, like, I don't know. And he was, like, um talking about like the things that we could do next weekend and whatever and I straight up was just like I don't like I and and that's when the whole conversation came in where I straight up was just like listen I don't want to do this with you anymore like I like we can be friends or I can disappear because like I, I can't like I'm not I don't I don't want it I'm over it and uh, he started with the whole like I don't understand what the problem is thing and I was like Baby how yeah, I was like, how in the fuck are you going to tell me that you don't understand what the fucking problem is? Do I not talk enough for you? Am I not clear enough? Do you need me to write it down? Because most of it's through text. You have it in writing. Do you need to screenshot it and save it and reread it every night so that you can comprehend it and process it while you're asleep? Like, I don't get it, man. And so, like, not only did it feel so negligent, so fucking negligent, but it felt again, like a slap in the face because it was like, how are you going to understand? Or apparently he didn't understand, but how are you going to hear me say on multiple occasions that like, I'm not comfortable with this girl, which again, I'm fully aware of the fact that like, it's none of my fucking business because we're not in a a monogamous relationship. So like, it's not my fucking business who he hangs out with, but also don't continue to throw it in my fucking face, like making jokes about how she cleans up well and how like, like, oh, um, at one point he made a joke about how, like, oh, anything uh, sexual that I don't want to do, I can throw to the intern because that's her job. And, but then he doesn't want to hear about you talking about that kind of stuff either, does he? Well, because for him it's just jokes. Ah. But how fucking insensitive are you to make jokes like that after you know that I'm feeling insecure? That's where I was getting at. Exactly. And whether that insecurity is a me problem or not, which I'm well aware of the fact that it is, you know, you should not be so fucking insensitive that you're going to make jokes about sleeping with this fucking girl when, like, you know that I'm already uncomfortable, whether it be with myself or with you or with that relationship or with the girl. Like, you know damn well I'm not comfortable with it. So, like, 
what in the fuck? Like, and, and don't get me wrong. I brought it up to him. He did apologize for being insensitive. But then he invited me out with him today. Yeah, no, that's completely disregarding the apology before. Yeah, It's like, I'm sorry, but... Yeah, I'm sorry, but do you want to come third wheel it with me and this girl that you're feeling so insecure about? And I was like, what? No, I don't want to fuck... I don't want to fight. No, no. Hard pass. Are you fucking stupid? Like, I just, I can't. Like, the audacity it takes. The fucking lack of common sense it takes to be able to, like, go to the person that you supposedly, supposedly have some sort of love for and invite them out with the person that makes them uncomfortable. Yeah, no. That that doesn't make any sense to me because now I'm a big advocate of common sense isn't common sense for everyone. But I mean, if you at least got past grade school, I would imagine that you know when you hurt somebody's feelings to not continue putting it in front of their face. Now, that's just an understanding I had coming out of grade school. That's just me. Yeah, it's like, and that's like an empathy thing, in my opinion. Like, why would you continue to put somebody through something that, like, you know would upset you? Like, that just, like, doesn't, like, that blows my fucking mind. And, like, it comes off purposeful. Yeah, and that's why I said, like, it feels like a slap in the fucking face because it's like, how are you going to listen to me talk about this over and over and over again over the span of a week? And then, like, I'm calm and I'm collected and, like, I'm not being rude and, like, I'm explaining everything as thoroughly as I can. And anytime he asked me questions, I answered the questions to the best of my ability. I tried to stay as calm as possible. And then, like, I finally pop off about it tonight and because like i'm just fucking sick and tired of it and he still has the nerve to be like oh well this whole thing needs to like this whole like jealousy thing needs to stop and i'm like you're not gonna fucking tell me that this thing that's making me feel this way needs to stop these are my fucking feelings like if you would spend more time recognizing that these are my feelings and i'm a fucking person Rather than, I don't know, having your head up her ass 24-7, we might be in a better position right now. But we're not because your head is still lodged up there and I'm just fucking over it. And it's like, again, we can be friends. But honestly, I'm not even fucking interested in being friends with him now because I'm just like, I don't even want to talk. I'm so fucking aggravated that I don't even want to talk to him. And like this has been ongoing. So like... It's just, it's so aggravating to me. And then also, also, I want to highlight the point that we we talked about before we started recording, where I straight up told him what my problem was and how it made me feel and why I only wanted to be friends or nothing at all. And he has the fucking nerve to turn around and tell me that I'm using it as an excuse because I don't feel the same way about him. He doesn't know you like I do. <laughs> Like, for those of you what? that don't know, if she doesn't want to be there, she won't be. Nah, I'll be the fuck out like I am now. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, I but I mean, he asked, he actually asked for it at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I straight up was like, stop fucking messaging me. Like, like I'm, when I'm done, I'm done. I, I mm-hmm. sever those fucking ties and you never see me again. Like, I'm, I don't, and I tell people all the time too, like, especially with relationships, I'm like, I don't double dip. I don't go Mm -hmm. back for seconds. That's not, mm -mm. no, it's not going to fucking happen. Like I don't do relationships twice. I don't deal with the same fucking bullshit twice. I don't do it. And so like, I don't think he even recognizes that like, I'm not coming back tomorrow morning. Like (laughs) I am not 
I am not like I'm not doing it. And for for people listening to this, tomorrow morning is August first or second. Um, because we are not releasing this right away, but we are recording this um, at 1 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. Huh. 11 o'clock Mountain Time, just to put into perspective. Yeah, I don't think anybody that actually listens to my podcast is in Mountain Time, unless you want to start sharing that shit. <laughs> you better believe I'm about to. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling Miguel's about to be on this podcast a bunch. Um, so anyway, uh, but yeah, so he was like pissing me off because he was fucking telling me that I was just using this shit as an excuse because I didn't feel the same way about him. And so I was like, excuse me, but like, I'm the one that wanted a monogamous relationship with you from the jump. And also I'm the one that altered all of my expectations so that I could still be involved with you without you feeling like I was pressuring you to be with me. And then also to my other also's um i like have had extensive conversations with you about how i feel and i'm not a fucking liar like you may be acclimated to lying i am not a fucking liar and like i'm also not going to tolerate you lying to me and only telling me half the truth is also bullshitting me so like mm-hmm. i'm not fucking here for it and like to turn around and be like oh you know i don't think this is actually about what you're telling me it's about i think that you just don't have these feelings and you're using it as an excuse i'm sorry so now not only are you invalidating my feelings you're invalidating my word which means everything to me i don't fucking lie i'm not a fucking liar like if i have feelings for you i tell you i have feelings for you if i don't mm-hmm. have feelings for you i either ghost the fuck out of you or I tell you I don't have fucking feelings for you. Like, or I give you a big, like, fuck off and tell you to stop talking to me. That's a shout out to you guys in my uh, Facebook Messenger inbox. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling fucking sassy. I, it's because I should have been in bed an hour ago. Anyway. Embody that shit. Fuck it. I know. Yeah. I, well, and this is exactly why you wanted me to go first, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why. 100%. But yeah, so like, so you had mentioned when we were talking about it prior to recording that he was shifting the blame. So like, and I loved that you said that and I was like, because I couldn't like think of appropriate terms for it. And you said shifting the blame and I was like, yes, like that's exactly what he's doing. He's not holding himself accountable at all. And he, he like, I guess doesn't feel like he has to because there's these other things that he's trying to blame it on. Like he doesn't genuinely believe or like recognize that like he's the fucking problem here. <laughs> At least it's, for it's me. Yeah, no, it's because it's a common trait. A lot of us like to shift the blame when we don't want to take responsibility for the things that we do. Granted, I'm not a professional, but I shadow a psychology student, so I wanted to be straight oh. up. That's the only reason why I know the words that I know. I'm oh. not that smart, oh. actually. <laughs> You're like, no, 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 the intelligence is not mine. No, um. no. It's borrowed. It's borrowed 100%. Well, but it is true. It is shifting the blame because you're doing everything it takes to not take responsibility for your actions. For sure. You keep moving the blame somewhere else. And if it no longer sticks, guess what? You're going to shift it somewhere else. And that's just the that's the progress of things until you learn to take the blame for yourself. Yeah, some things might have some sort of influence to it. But at the end of the day, the blame is yours. Yeah, for sure. And like All that shit. That's... It's so much easier for your heart to just say, I was fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. And the first time you say it, it gets easier every time. And most times people will honor and love the fact that you have the balls to apologize for something that you did. 
Well, and that's like the accountability factor too that I was talking about at the very beginning of this this episode mm-hmm. is that like accountability is so important. Being able to like own your shit is so important to me because like I'm not here to fucking take on other people's problems. Like I'm not here to like take the brunt of like your consequences for the way that you act and the way that you behave and carry yourself. Like that's not on me. And so like when I'm your partner or when I'm the person that's involved with you and you try to shift the blame onto somebody or something else, chances are I'm the one that's getting fucking taken down with it. And I'm not playing with it anymore. Like it's not like I'm not a fucking child. Like, I dealt with that narcissistic bullshit from my mom my whole life. I'm not fucking doing it with a partner, too. 100%. And honestly, let's be honest. It could be, a, I mean, for me, it's attractive when your partner goes, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It's like, what did you say? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not used to that shit at all. And then I come into a relationship where somebody can talk like that and apologize, be straight up and be like, I was wrong. It's like, holy shit. I feel important. You know, you're mm-hmm. apologizing to me. Most people don't have the courage to be able to say, yeah, I was wrong. I've learned that in the last, like, three years of my life. Yeah. To really be good at that. Or to, like, communicate without hostility. Like. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, I. So, my shit snapped tonight. I snapped all over the fucking place tonight. Because I was just, like, I am so fucking sick and tired of. And I'm sure anybody listening to this right now is, like, oh, God, who is this girl? Because in my other episodes, I am not fucking popping off like this. But. I, like, a person can only take so much before they're just like, yo, get the fuck out of here. And, like, that's the point I'm at with this dude is, like, I am so fucking fed up with trying to explain myself and with trying to, ooh, that was loud, and with trying to, like, calmly have a conversation that, like, I, I'm done. And so I fucking popped off and I was like, yo, you know what? Don't fucking talk to me don't fucking talk to me. And like, I even told you straight up, like I was like, I'm j- I almost blocked him. Like if he had continued typing and sent something to me, like I was just going to fucking block him because I was like, I can't like one of my favorite podcasts, their, their phrase is block, 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 everything, everything to block Instagram, block Facebook, block Snapchat, block, 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 get them the fuck out of there because like, it's exhausting. Yes. Yes. It is. It is mentally exhausting. It is emotionally exhausting. It is physically exhausting. It is draining. And to lose your energy to somebody that doesn't give a shit about you nearly half as much. You're not worth that energy. You're not worth that energy to begin with. You should not be taking energy from what I need to get shit done in the day for me to feel good. And you can't heal that way either. You can't heal Mm -hmm. when that person's like fucking like lurking behind you like a fucking i don't know or like latched on you like a fucking parasite like and i it, it's just it's it, terrible is, isn't that like an energy vampire i'm like a 80 sure <laughs> oh my gosh i don't know whatever it is i like never want to be involved with it ever again <laughs> that's the hard part with being in the you know in the dating pool is that it's a very common thing people want to feed off of other people's energies and it's really sad and it's like how about why don't like, instead like Instead, like, you just bring your own energy and, like, match with my energy and we can just fucking vibe for the rest of our lives. Like, <laughs> yeah, we all got fucking issues. Let's talk about it. Come on. 
Like, let's be adults here. Like, I understand that, like, yes. your your mommy and daddy didn't teach you how to process your feelings, just like my mommy and daddy didn't teach me how to process my feelings. But here I am, an adult, communicating with you. I got here, so let's go. We can do this, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like we all got, you know, at least mommy or daddy issues, you know? Everybody. What, I mean? what millennial doesn't have fucking mommy and daddy issues? Honestly, does it have, have we met our parents? Like, like, you're either fucked up because your parents created a mass amount of trauma in your life, or you're fucked up because your parents, like, babied the shit out of you and you're, like, so ridiculously close to them that you'll never have a successful relationship because your parents meddle in everything that you do and you don't have the balls to tell them not to. Yep. 100%. <laughs> and those are millennials. Um, that's a whole other series if you really want to get into that yeah for real though we could break it into like a mini series anyway we'll we'll uh we'll table that thought for now but um, we're taking notes but yeah so um the last thing that i was just going to touch on with this is that like the one thing he said to me that like irked the fuck out of me aside from the entire conversation um was uh i don't want you to go but if that's what you want I cannot, I cannot stand when somebody shifts everything onto me. So now I not only am upset with him, but the emotional guilt of all of that coming to an end is placed on me. So even though I'm upset with him and it's his doing for not recognizing and acknowledging my feelings appropriately... I still feel like the weight of everything falling apart is on me. Now, don't get me wrong. It's my choice. So I, I take responsibility for that. And whatever I feel after that is on me. But I should not. And, and when I say I should not, I mean like anybody in this situation should never have to feel like the weight of a situation is solely on their shoulders because somebody else that is allowing everything to fall apart is just like, oh, well, I don't want that. But if that's what you want, like what kind of fucking crap bullshit cop out is that? It takes two in every aspect of any relationship. Sure if you're does. blaming on somebody else, you have to be able to take some of the blame. Mm-hmm. Let's be adults. You know, let's not be kids. He hit me because he's mean. It's like, yeah, what face did you give him before he hit you? You know, we're adults, you know? every there's, It's cause and effect. Yeah. And everybody has responsibility to some extent. Absolutely. And I think um, that's a perfect note to end my bullshit on. Um, so, yeah. Whoo. So, uh, just so anybody, if anybody is wondering, um, I did cut that cord, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I am probably not even going to be friends with him. And boy, if you are listening to this, um, I'm not sorry. So, yeah, uh, we're going to end this segment here and we will be right back. All right, and we are back, and we are going to move forward to Miguel's topic. So I am going to hand it over to you. All right, so this is um, what I'm bringing up is something that I know is very common, especially with larger families. The overall topic I'm sure everybody can relate with, though, it's about honesty and being able to speak to each other respectfully while still remaining honest to each other. 
because you can be honest and be a dickhead or you can be honest and be you know actually sensitive towards the person you're talking to mm-hmm. so in my perspective these are individuals who have known each other their entire lives who are very close to me and it really hurt because these individuals they decided to have this conversation um, you know it started off you know you know everybody's trying to do tiktok ten, uh, trends you know what i mean and she, they decided to pull out some facts that the others were not comfortable with talking about like that. And it's like personal shit, like personal. Yeah. And I know really that, I know that personal. like just for context, Miguel and I were talking about this prior to recording earlier today. Um, so it's just like personal shit that just like should not have been thrown out there, whether it was like a joke or not. Um, it just like was not cool. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, really, really dark topics for things these two especially being related to each other you have to show some love you can't you can't just be rude like that to each other and expect everything to like oh it it was just a joke you don't joke about shit like that you need to know where the fucking line is like if you guys have a history of being able to talk like that and being cool with it it's a different story but i mean things do change you know not not all the time are you going to see people being able to joke about the same things because some things are very you know we're talking about boundaries and you know traumas and such well and also like when somebody says that their feelings are hurt their feelings are hurt like that doesn't (laughs) you know what i mean it's like you can't just like you don't just blow over that and say oh well i was just joking nobody fucking cares if you were just joking you hurt somebody's feelings like snap the fuck out of it nine times out of ten don't double down it's stupid why would you double down? You're already hurting them. You're already hurting them. Doubling down will not help it. It'll only make things worse. That's that whole fighting fire with fire thing. Exactly. Be able to say, hey, that was out of line. I'm sorry. That's not, you know, I didn't mean for it to come out that way. And then it ends and it doesn't become a giant fucking nightmare. And then you get other parties involved. Nobody should be involved in, in that argument at all. You don't have to bring people into it. If you feel like you are being attacked and you can't address it yourself, cut it off right there. Mm-hmm. Cut it off right fucking there. But don't bring other parties into it because it gets ugly really fast. And then you have people who can't even be in the same room together. An entire relationship shatter, crumble, and it is ugly and sad. And then you try to pick sides. You know, both parties did not pick sides. One decided to start bringing people into it, and the other just kind of got the blunt of it. And, you know, now this individual is alone and doesn't feel like she's comfortable around, you know, people she shouldn't feel comfortable and safe around. Right. And these these are, you know, youngish, you know, individuals. They're, like, in their early 20s. And they should be you know, watching each other's backs and loving each other because they are indeed related, you know? And then when you start making other people who you're related to pick sides, that's fucked. That is fucked up because we should all love each other. Regardless of the issue, it is not our issue to partake in. That it was between them, they will deal with it because they're adults. I don't give a fuck. You're in your early 20s. You are young. Technically, if you want to consider yourself a kid, by all means, fucking feel like a kid. But when you talk about arguments and you bring other people into it, be a fucking adult. 
Yeah, and like we were we were talking about this um, prior to recording too, where like you do not involve other people like it's one thing if like shit hits the fan and other people are already there and it's just kind of like what are you gonna do like everybody witnessed it but you don't like and I I think the uh the example that I was giving you when we were talking about it earlier was like from a relationship perspective because like I have been in multiple relationships where whenever there's been an issue the person that I'm with goes to like my mother of all people like thank god like I'm not involved with her anymore but like my mother like they would go to my mom of all people and they would start talking to her about the issues they were having with me and I guess like to an extent like part of it was for some guidance figuring my mother knew me best or something even though that was like complete and utter bullshit um but like other times it was purely just for the sake of like oh well your mom said I was right and it's like yo like can you fucking sack up and handle this bullshit like a human being like instead of going to my mom and making my mom reprimand me for having a problem with you like and then I was bitter as fuck toward my mom or situations where I was dating somebody. It's always a fucking, you know, if I could just like chill and stop dating people, this would be great. No, just kidding. Just kidding because I am talking to somebody right now and he makes me really happy. But okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's too late. I shouldn't be awake right now. So uh, train of thought, train of thought, train of thought. My mother and relationship. So I was in a relationship once where the guy went to his parents. And not only did he go to his parents with our problems, but he also went to his sister. And so then his sister fucking hated me, which was a whole nother mess because we were in school together. So it was like, are you fucking serious? And then like, so I had to deal with that. And then even after him and I made things better, and don't get me wrong, I was wrong in the situation. I mean, it was it was 100% my fault, from what I can remember anyway. Like, I was a whole-ass basket case in high school. Like, don't even, don't get it twisted. Like, it was probably me. But, but, even after he forgave me for whatever it was I did, I don't remember now, but for whatever it was I did, his family never did. And so, like, his family wanted me to get the fuck away from their kid, or their brother or whatever, because they never forgave me for upsetting him. So like he pulled all these people into it when realistically we could have just had a fucking conversation about it. Absolutely. And it ruins, it ruins relationships. And so like for for this family, you know, you now have somebody that feels isolated, you know, because like they can't talk to anybody at this point because everything kind of came down on them and then like you have the other side where like now they have hostile feelings for this person that like they have absolutely no fucking issue with like yeah because you can't take account for what other people are going to feel so when you bring other people into it you can't expect them to oh everything's good now so just disregard everything it's like no they're going to feel a certain way now you can't control how they feel yeah for sure what do you expect to come out of this Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I know we were also talking about, like, perspectives and things like that. So, like, I, um, because, like, when it comes to respect, let me see. I'm just, like, peeping at my notes real quick. Peeping. I'm peeking. Peeking at my notes real quick. (laughs) I guess peeping works, too, but that just sounds creepy. Um, I'm peeking at my notes real quick. Um, 
Oh, okay. So we were discussing like respect and like recognizing um, that your personal behavior is like unacceptable because like you mm -hmm. can't really apologize to somebody for something or like even recognize that you did something wrong if you can't also identify the fact that your behavior wasn't okay to begin with. Yeah, like you can't control. Like if I'm telling somebody honestly what I think about their behavior and whatnot, it's very important for me to be to approach it in a sensitive way because they might feel very insecure about what just passed or the fact that I'm addressing it or bringing it to their attention. Right. You know, so as a, you have to make sure that you're not making them feel like they're a villain or that they're being targeted because there's two perspectives to it. <laughs> And for me, it might be, well, I don't like your fucking attitude, mm -hmm. you know? And then they're like, oh, I didn't know I had an attitude. This is just the way I talk, you see? And then now they're insecure about the way that they think. And it's being, you know what? I don't like the tone, man. Honestly, the tone is yeah. it's, it's off and I don't, uh, I'm not liking it. And I really care about you, so I'm telling you about it. And then they're like, oh, okay. So you have a problem with my tone. Well, I, this is just the way that I talk, you know. Um, maybe there's something, like, as long as you're not changing yourself, but you're being conscious of the other person and you're making that effort, it is super important to both parties that you are making that effort. Well, and let Nobody's me, telling you to change yourself. Let me tell you something, too. Like, the amount of times I've had that shit happen to me, because I fucking sound like I'm pissed 24-7. So, like... I do, and, like, that's why, like, I can't even tell you how many people I've heard from that are like, oh, your voice is so soothing, and I'm like, how? Like, I feel like I'm hype as shit 24-7, and, like, I also, like, my own voice makes me want to just, like, put my head through a wall. So, like, it's amazing that I even listen back to these episodes before I publish them, because, like, <laughs> whoo, it's a lot. Um, so I, I, like, can't even count on both hands, like, how many times I've had somebody be like, why are you mad at me? And I'm like, I'm not mad at you. What do you mean? And they're like, you sound like you're mad at me. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm not. And they're like, oh, well, your tone is angry. And I'm like, I don't. Like, chill out. Get to know me, bro. I just, and then you'll see this is just me. Yeah, like, I'm just sassy as hell all the time. Like, I always talk like this. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. And then, like, I, like I'm like, believe me, when I'm, like, hype and pissed, like, you'll know. Like, you'll know. Because, like... Not only do I sound like I live in the middle of Philly, but also, like, I feel like I start to talk ten times faster. And 100%. That's what I was just about to yeah, say. Yeah. My... your face starts getting red, the hand gestures become more rapid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, well, and nobody listening to this can actually see that. But, like, also, when I was, like, talking about my circumstances, I was, like, flailing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys, Miguel and I are on a video chat currently um, through Facebook Messenger while we record this. And I have my phone recording, and it's right next to my computer. I kind of rigged it because I've never actually recorded with anybody before. This is going to be the first episode where I have somebody on with me. And so he can see me and my arms flailing all over and, like, I... I'm like shifting all over the place and whatever um but you guys can't see that so that's what he's referring to is my hands just like kind of going all over the damn place when i'm hype as shit and mad plus, about something plus historically i've seen this happen in person too oh yeah you lot. sure you sure fucking have <laughs> even yeah. over even over your circumstances yeah i'm gonna say i was on the receiving side of yeah. it too <laughs> 
but you gotta be a champ you can't be a bitch about it just take it talk about it and then look still 10 years later we are fantastic friends and we feed the fuck off of each other's energy because i love to egg her on it's those those gemini vibes man it really is it is those gemini vibes and i'll never forget which is called the gemini's yeah, the uh, that and the fact that like you managed to like break half of our deck and save the food. I'll never forget about it. Never ever. <laughs> and that was a birthday thing for us too, wasn't it? I think that. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, and my foot fell right fucking through that deck. Like it was oh my god! But you didn't waste a drop of food. A drop of food. Uh, no, I'm a big boy. I like to save my food. You didn't miss a crumb. okay so wait so for context because we continue to talk about things that uh y'all know nothing about um we had a birthday get together with friends from school it was friends from school right i believe yeah Yeah, and we had them we had them over in my house at the time it was my parents old house and there was a birthday for like right next to each other right so you're the fifth right yeah yeah so he's june 5th and i'm june 10th so we're we're gemini buds um so that sounds like a weed strain. Gemini buds. That's a good idea. Gemini, ge- yeah. I'm to talk to some people about that. Yeah, we're taking, we're taking mad notes tonight. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So we were, um, I believe my mom was, like, making food on the grill and shit like that. And so <laughs> Miguel went to get his food. And he comes to, like, walk down the steps of, like, the big wooden deck that was out back. And I don't know how he managed to do it. But he demolished the fucking steps. <laughs> My feet fit, went forward and it went right through the fucking deck. I was just trying to get some... I was just getting my food. <laughs> my food just came out from underneath me. I don't know what the hell was so slippery that I busted my ass. And I hit it hard because the deck shook for sure. The, I heard it shake. The universe was like, was. the universe was like, happy birthday, bitch. Here's <laughs> your birthday spanking. Oh my god, that's amazing. And it was, and he didn't drop any bit of food at all. No. Not a single crumb no. fell to the ground. He was... I carried food beyond graceful uh, 10 out of 10 however it looked painful so i don't recommend anyway (laughs) um so where were we (laughs) yeah well um well what i I do want to bring up now that you know i broke off where i was because it's kind of important because if not i'll never touch it sure it's the fact that people get so upset that when they're being honest that it's not taken the way that they want Mm. and they get insulted and taken as a personal attack on them like you don't fucking understand me it's like whoa chill out buddy i'm guilty you know i felt it happens yeah you know and Mm -hmm. it's so important to take that deep fucking breath and step back say hold on i'm sorry you know that's not the way i want to I want to come out. It's just really important for me to get what I feel out there. And I feel very agitated or insulted. So I'm just trying to be transparent and communicate with you how I feel. And it's not easy. It's not easy to step down from, you know, your anger and frustration. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. It takes a lot of practice. But the first time you do it, you've made the first attempt to trying to change that because it ruins friendships relationships, family connections. You need to be able to stop 
breathe and step back, you know, and sometimes need, sometimes people need extra space. When I'm livid and you don't give me fucking space, I get madder. Give me time and space to stew and we'll talk about it again when I'm level headed. And at this point in my life, it's been about 12 years since I've been the, the angriest in my entire life. And now I've hit a point where I'm patient enough where I won't snap on people just because mm-hmm. they look at me wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have anger issues. I ha- had had anger issues. And it's it's very difficult. But once you make the first steps, it's very important because it pulls you into being in a better mind space to really be able to say what you feel and be honest with others with, while also understanding how would I take this? Uh-huh. Because your own perspective can be very important before saying something. Don't just say things to say it sometimes. Really be mindful of the way you want to communicate to others. Absolutely. it says a lot. It really says a lot. And when somebody is upset and they're talking to somebody who's in a kind, calm mindset, it is so hard for you to keep that energy because they're not trying to fight you. They're trying to work with you and sure. trying to meet you and understand and listen. Well, so it like, brings the whole thing down. So like something, something that I learned fairly recently, actually, like if we're being totally transparent here, like I had to unlearn so many toxic behaviors and relearn like how to function as like a decent fucking human being at 27 years old. So like, like most of you listening know me, but like I just turned 28 on June 10th. So like at 27, my life was uprooted and I had to just like figure it the fuck out. And I recognized that like my behaviors were not okay. And so like part of what I learned is that, and this has been so helpful because I am a very anxious person. I have a very anxious attachment style. So like when it comes to arguments, I am the person that sets you off because I'm the one that's like, you're like, I need space. And I'm like, why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? And then you're like, I'm about to fucking kill you. Like get away from me. Like, you're not going to have to worry about me hating you because I'm just going to snap your fucking body in half. And I'm just like, no, just love me, please, please, I love you. And then, like, it's a whole ass problem because I just can't shut the fuck up. So, like, I, I was always very much like that. Please, let's fix it now. Don't let me go to bed angry. You know, whatever. But I've learned recently, like, fucking go to bed angry. Like, it's okay. It's okay because sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're not angry anymore. And then, like, if you are still angry you can recognize that like it's a genuine issue and you need to talk about it. And I mentioned this a little bit in my episode, my last episode, uh, fucking breakups, where you should never, ever, ever make the decision to break up when you have heightened emotions. And, yeah, no. mm-hmm. and that's where the term sleep on it comes from, is like fucking sleep on it. Like take some time, cool the fuck off. And then when you wake up in the morning, if you still feel the same way, you know that it's the right choice for you. But if you do it when you have heightened emotions, that's not it. So, like, my thing is, is that when I'm, especially in arguments, when I'm, like, talking to somebody or something, and this happens to me, like, in calm conversations, too. They don't have to be yelling at me for me to be like, <laughs> why do you hate me? You know? Um, even in calm conversations, I find myself, like, sort of... I take what they say and I digest, I digest things pretty quickly. Like I process them faster than I actually even hear them. So like I may not recognize that I heard all that, but like I, I understand what they're saying, if that makes any sense. So, so what I learned is that like just because somebody is feeling some type of way or somebody is saying certain things to you, that does not, that's not a reflection of you. 
that's a reflection of their feelings. And so, like, when you look at it that way, it's not like a, oh, they're saying, like, they're they're angry and, like, their reaction is because of me. It's like there's a different way to hold yourself accountable for something that you did incorrectly. You know what I mean? You don't have to sit there and be like, oh, them being upset with me must mean they hate me. Like, no, it's like, okay, well, them being upset with me means that their feelings are hurt and they're acting out based on how they're feeling. That is not that is not directly related to me. This event made them feel this way and now they're expressing those emotions and now I get to decide how I'm going to perceive that and how I'm going to respond to it. And yeah. like it's um, so important not to react on emotion mm-hmm. right away. You know, to really process and I'm going to say it cuz it's one of my one of the big things that I always say is being mindful before yeah. you speak. Because when you react on things like that, nine times out of ten, you're you're hurting somebody or even yourself, you know, and you end up saying things you don't mean because you're yeah. reacting. For sure. Yeah. And, like, I, I do genuinely believe that, like, sometimes those, like, knee-jerk reactions are, like, solid. Like, I feel like sometimes the truth comes out and you're just like, fuck. Like, that's, like, one of the things, like, you didn't want to say, but, like, you had to say it and it came out because of those emotions. And, like, so sometimes I do believe it's beneficial, but, like, also it's very hard to control. And then you have to recognize that, like, you're going to have to face the consequences. Like, there's going to be fallout from doing that. And, like, you have to understand that hurt feelings never die. So, like, at least for me, if you're if you're talking to me and, like, especially, especially if we're romantically involved or have been friends for a long time, I'm very, very sensitive to what people say to me. And I warn people about that from the jump. Like, I'm like, hey, listen, like, I'm very delicate, like very, very emotionally, physically, mentally, all of the above delicate. Like, so just be gentle. That's all I ask is like be transparent, but also add a little sugar because like I am very sensitive. I don't think there's anything wrong with sugarcoating as long as you're not beating around it. You know, yeah, don't, don't lie. Sugarcoat is not lying. It's being, um, mindful of the other person that you don't want to hurt their feelings you want to tell them hey you know this is how i feel Mm -hmm. and this is you processing what you're feeling you're still telling the truth but you're not like you're not like you're not like bluntly being like oh yeah i fucking hate you for doing this shit last night like no you're like hey listen like you did this thing last night that i really wasn't okay with and like i just wanted to bring it to your attention because i just want to make sure that like we can move forward and be happy together and you know it just really frustrated me and i just wanted to make sure that it you were aware so that it didn't like i don't know explode later like yeah. like okay you know that's gentle I can tell you like from a guys perspective is that a lot of the times we see women who are strong and that can speak their minds and everything you know like 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 for instance like the way you do and it's you know a lot of times guys misinterpret it as um Oh, she can handle it. She can deal with it. It's like, no, hold on, hold on, bud. You know, she's telling you that she's telling you how uh-huh. she feels up front, but doesn't mean you know you have to go and be blunt with her because you don't know how she feels about it. Uh-huh. You know, there's personality traits that we see often that are very strong. They come off strong. You know, like that's one of the things I notice about me is I only like to talk to strong women. You know, I don't like. <laughs> You've met my wife. Sure have. <laughs> and um, so. She's so it doesn't sweet. Mean that they're not sensitive. It's not that they're not sensitive. Yeah. You know, and I think guys 
we need to re-educate ourselves as men. And the things that our parents taught us is not right. Mm-hmm. It's not right. Nine times out of ten, it's not right. Well, it's also not the fucking 50s anymore. So like, It's not. It's fucking not. So ladies, reach out to guys and tell them, hey, I think you're kind of cute. Please. My friends are lonely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I won't call them the name, but they know who they are. Zoza... <laughs> so is that is that a is that like a flashback to our online dating segment? <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. Cause I that hurt. That hurt. I didn't think I was fugly. I know I wasn't oh. the best looking, good looking guy out there, but I know I wasn't fugly. I have, you know, I have a certain amount of self respect for myself. I didn't have, you know, I had a baby face, but my man was cut. I was cut. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah, it bothers me to this day. Whoa. Thinking that I was in the best shape of my fucking life and now I'm built like a fucking truck driver. And I get hit <laughs> on more now as a man than I did as a boy. Like, what the fuck? You know what, though? I would be um, super curious to see, like, if I still, like, if I had a dating profile <laughs> looking the way I looked in high school. <laughs> I wonder, I just wonder, like, would anybody, <laughs> like, I feel like I was the girl, like, I straight up looked like Gerard Way, like, and for anybody that Don't doesn't me. recognize, <laughs> shut, Don't make me pull out your shut license. the fuck up, stop it, so, <laughs> for, <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know who Gerard Way is, first of all, educate yourselves. But second of all, it's the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. And I fucking swear, I saw a music video with him in it and I was in love. And then in ninth grade, the day before picture day, I shot my hair up to my shoulders. It was down to my elbows and it was like a strawberry blonde color. And I, I chopped it up to my shoulders. I dyed it black at my friend's house. And then I bleached the top of it with her toothbrush. <laughs> And then I had fucking raccoon eyes with the (laughs) eyeliner. (laughs) Oh my god. My mom. I didn't even smile for pictures. My mom looked like she wanted to fucking deck me. (laughs) Oh my god. Because she hadn't seen me. She hadn't seen me. So I went to school. I got pictures done and everything. And then I came home. And my mom looked at me and was like, no. And like she just (laughs) looked at, she she was like, why and then she went into her room shut the door and i heard her crying like literally crying oh. and i was like oh my god i was like whatever like and i just went upstairs <laughs> oh gosh so yeah i wonder like if i if i had a dating profile like what was that like circa fucking i don't know what year was i in i graduated in 11 so 10 9 8 7 2007 was my freshman year Seven and eight, like three months into seven, right? What was I, like 14? I don't know. Somebody's going to like actually have the time on their hands to check my math and they're going to be like, wow, this girl's a fucking idiot. Leave it in the comments. Yeah, like, you know what? Um, disclaimer, I'm not a fucking mathematician and I also don't do basic math, so get out of my face. Anyway. <laughs> I, I do, but I'm lazy. Yeah, no, I, it's not laziness on my end. I wish I could do it. I just, it, it just doesn't, I don't process it. <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I just, I have completely, I don't know. I completely lost it because I just got caught up in thinking about 14-year-old Gerard Way looking me on a dating oh, okay. app. I remember. It's okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember because it, 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 it bothers the shit out of me that now, well, I don't know. I don't know what it is about now, but I get hit on more now as a married 29-year-old man than I did in the best shape of my fucking life. Well, it's because, is it like... Face? Is it really the fucking face? Nah, I think it's because women always want what they can't have. I mean, it's not like anybody sees me with my wife because I can't help it. You know, the pandemic, I go in places by myself all the time. And it's not like I have just one wed- wedding ring. Like, I have my wedding ring and another fucking ring on my hand, so nobody knows what the fuck I'm on. Yeah, it's true. They could be, like, married, not married, dumb, just, like, putting a ring on that finger and not knowing what it means. Like, when is he... <laughs> It is bothersome, and sometimes I tell Kitty, like, this dude, what the fuck? This chick was staring at my ass. And she's like, oh, it's nothing. But then, like, I really get people hitting on me. And it's like, did I I ever tell you about the time that I was at the mall with, I'm just going to call him my ex? Um, (laughs) I'm not going to name him on here. Uh, And I'll just tell you who it was later. But (laughs) I was very pregnant. And I was at the mall with him, fully, like, engaged. And when I say, like, very pregnant, I mean, I was, like, seven months pregnant. Like, I was fucking big. Maybe six months. But, like, still. Like, for anybody that doesn't know me, like, I'm five foot one, And right now I'm, like, 107 pounds. Like, I don't get very big. And so, like, pregnant, like, when I'm pregnant, like, you can, you see it. Like, you, you can see it. Only from the front and the side. But you can see no, it. Yeah. So... So, like, we were walking through the food court, and, like, I came up, like, and it was one of the people that was, like, handing out samples and shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, I try to avoid them, like, crazy anyway, because, like, no, I don't want to eat your fucking toothpick food. Like, just leave me alone, please. And so... I do. Yeah, but, like, I was pregnant and, like, exhausted, and I just wanted to go and then leave. And so, like, I didn't even want to be there to begin with. So this dude has the nerve to come up, offer me a sample. I said, oh, no, thank you, because, like, I'm a people pleaser and I'm super nice, like, no matter what. And that's why I said, like, earlier, I was like, I am so much nicer in person than I am online. Like, catch me in person and, like... I would feel terrible, like, ignoring you. But you message me on Facebook, and I'm going to fucking ignore your ass for, like, a year and a half. Like, I, I can't... I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm a dick online, but, like, I'm a people pleaser in person. So, like, I'm afraid to be rude. Oh, I, I mean, I get rude, but, like, takes time. Anyway, so... Hey, <laughs> you've seen me get rude. Um, but, yeah, so... So, this guy, like, offers me the sample. I said, oh, no, thank you. And, like, he looks me head to toe... And said something like, like, damn, girl, or, like, something like that. I don't, I don't remember specifically, but it was, like, he made, like, a, like, a very subtle but also, like, really kind of comment. And I was, like, I looked at him and I was, like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> and just kept walking. But, like, I looked at my now ex and, like, I was, like, did that, did that just, I was, like, he did see the belly, right? Like, and the ring, like, the ring on my finger, I was like, I am blown away. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I get that there's, like, a whole world out there where people are just into pregnant women. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like, bro, we're in the middle of a food court. Like, can you just not? Tone it down a bit, yeah. And, like, also my significant other is, like, right next to me. Right next to me. Like, and he looked right at me and he's like, do I not exist? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, 
<laughs> not a clue. Like, I'm, Sometimes believe me. Serious, serious. But I was like, believe me, like, no, he's a pussy. He's not going to do that. But, like, oh. me, it's like, I'm, like, not in the mood to be fucking flirted with. Like, I am big as shit. My ankles are killing me. My knees are, like, non-existent at that point. Like, I was just like, yo, like, fucking even look in my direction again. Like, and I'm going to, I'm going to just knock your head off your shoulders. Like, I'm so done. <laughs> I was like, I was not having it. And so when he was like, do I just not exist? I was like, D- dude, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, whatever. Who gives a shit? Like, dude, see a ring. And as long as it's not a wedding band, they, they don't give a shit. They're like, you're not married yet. I've had people directly say that to me. I'm yeah, like, I'm engaged. And they're like, you're, well, you're not married yet, are you? And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, I was committed before I was engaged. Like, why? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I can I tell a story that kind of relates to that? Oh, by all means. So, me and Kitty, Kitty being pregnant, we were already we were already fucking married, and we went to a fucking Halloween party. And I think it was a Halloween. It was it was some party, and somebody had the audacity to flirt with me by cutting in between us. No. Yes, and Kitty's pregnant, pregnant, you know, and I'm there chilling with all my friends, and this person like, oh, well, it's nice to see you. Titty's all up and shit, and it's like, well, hold on, you don't know who's behind you right now. You think I'm crazy? Yeah, I turn around and meet my fucking wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, especially in that sense, especially in that oh, sense. Oh yeah. Like she's the most like calm person that I know, but when she gets mad. Which, yeah. right. she doesn't get mad for nothing but when she does get mad mm-hmm. well and she's like she's like the genuinely like the nicest like sweetest person i think i've ever met and i've told you that over and over again even when her and i had our differences like i straight up was like please tell her that like i miss her and she's like the sweetest thing ever and that like if she wants to talk to me my inbox is open like um yeah. because like she really is like and just for anybody listening like she is really the sweetest like person i think and the most genuine person i think i've ever met in my entire existence like i remember when y'all first met and i was like yes like i was like this yes like her a hundred percent switch from what i was living beforehand mm-hmm. and that i was, was like a nightmare i was like, like, like finally fucking came out yeah and i was like she is fucking genuine like i can just feel it like she is very kind and and selfless and generous yeah, and your stamp of approval like day one after meeting her yeah i was like this is the girl like she's amazing like yes and we were talking shit on her ex that same day yes at the Wawa. <laughs> yes well you have to i mean it's like Whatever. He said he wanted to fight me. So I waited for him to come outside. And guess who never fucking came outside? Like, do it, my man. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 100, 100% balls in. I don't care if I lose. I'm that, <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I'll, I'll swing on you first. Oh, my goodness. All right. That's that testosterone talking. Um, but <laughs> he had the audacity to step between us. I know that I didn't have to say anything. But right before she did, we were lucky enough that our friends stepped in between, saw what was happening, mm-hmm. and were like, come on, Kitty, come over here. And Kitty had no problem being like, okay, let me go. I trust I trust my man. I know he's not going to do anything inappropriate or embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I do plenty of things embarrassing, but not in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, 
that same night i decided to wear a grim reaper costume and towards the end of the party when i was finally drunk i decided to take it off and i was wearing hello kitty booty booty shorts oh my god ears i have that picture now see here's what i would have done right if you were dressed like a grim reaper i would have made shit real creepy with the girl that like got in between you guys and i would have just straight up been like oh well there's an alley back there if you uh really are looking to end your life and then she would have, like, I would have just kept it, like, a serious face. And then she probably would have been, like, um... Well, that's the thing. She was already drunk at the time. Oh, so, so she, she probably would have been, like, ha-ha, alleyway, let's go. <laughs> and it, it was so bad. Because she was, the, what made it bad, because at first I was going to go by myself. But she started blowing up my phone, like, hey, you come in and this and that. And it was very suspicious. Mm-hmm. And I told Kitty what was happening, and she goes, "I'm fucking going now." And guess who fucking came? She was tired, but she came, and she had a good time. I actually saw how fucking things work. My exes, the the person my ex cheated on me with before we broke up, mm-hmm. was at that fucking party too. Oh my god! How the fuck he was like knew anybody from my circle? I don't fucking know. But that was it. He saw me. And he got as pale as he possibly could and left from the back of the, especially at that time. I was very, I was, I was very aggressive individual at that time. He left and that gave me the satisfaction to fucking get plastered and be out in booty shorts as a grown man. Oh my gosh. It was fantastic. It was hot. It was cold as shit. And I was hot because I was drinking and beautiful fucking night but that's how it relates just the fact that like (laughs) they had the fucking audacity to do something like that in front of somebody's significant other it's like who the fuck you think you are like as a guy that's how you get dropped like there's a gender difference right there well and as a woman like as a woman that's like nasty as fuck like it is 100 percent. i mean like granted i'm sure well Unless she knew you well. If she knew you well, then she knew you were married. She did know me well. Okay. Well, so that's fucked. That's fucked. She's She's a whole ass bitch. But I was going to say, because if she didn't know you well, and it was just some random person at the party you didn't know, then it's like, oh, okay, honest mistake. You know, you mentioned that you're married. She goes away. Everything's fine. But since she knew you well, now she can go fuck herself. (laughs) I can tell you. I'll tell you, like. You actually might even know who this person is. Oh my god! I hope yes. I do. That would make the story amazing. We'll we'll chat for a brief minute when we're done. Hundred <laughs> percent. But um, that's into my notes. Okay. Well, then we are gonna wrap it up. I hate saying wrap it up. That just makes me think of. I'm not even gonna. You know what? No, not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. Um, Stop that thought tree right there. <laughs> hoagies. It makes me think of Wawa hoagies. Duh. Where did you think I was going oh, with that? <laughs> I Wawa. Oh yeah, that's right. You were in yeah, a, the, you're in the sad place. place with no Wawa. Very sad place. Well, their their sandwiches are like Subway. Ew. Maybe mess. uh maybe the next time you decide to spontaneously show up at my door in a snowstorm, I'll make sure I have um Wawa delivered to us and we can eat. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I fucking I fucking love it. I, I every time I go now, because I, I started going back recently and it, it it's fucking beautiful. I miss it. Nobody <laughs> knows quality shit out here. Unless it's Mexican food, obviously. Well I mean <laughs> I don't know. I thought I, I thought I 
thought I had something to say to that, but I didn't. All right. It is um, officially almost 2 a.m. for me, and I have lost all sense that I could possibly make, if that even was a thing. So um, we are going to wrap up, and I'm going to end the recording, and then we are going to have a brief chat before I put my ass in bed. All righty. All right, I am stopping the recording now.